part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you Thursday morning edition. We have spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Parlay Kid, Darren. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How you doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Hey, we got our old buddy, speaking of buddies, Tate Frazier joining us. Used to produce this podcast long before Babyface Joel Solomon, long before Spaghetti and Meatballs, and right before uh, Jim Cunningham, who I think is like, uh, I don't know, I think he's like drunk somewhere in a graveyard in Tuscaloosa or something. I don't know what happened to that guy, but Tate is going to join us. We're going to talk the college basketball season, which starts what, Tuesday, guys? Is that a yeah, couple days now, right? Tuesday night. That'll be fun. Uh, baseball wrap up before that. Let's do it. Braves won in six, seven, nothing. Pretty impressive, brother Bry. Uh, pretty impressive by Jorge Soler, uh, Soler and Sarah Tiana, who picked him for MVP. I gave her sixteen hundred and fifty bucks yesterday. But Bry, yeah, they shut him out twice. Um, pretty damn good. Yeah, to they stop shut him. That line yeah, twice. they shut him out twice, you know, and then four games they pitched really well against him. Right? It was two runs maybe in the other two games. Yeah, they were great. The fact that it's funny we were giving out the odds yesterday. The fact that Solaire was 6 to 1 still going into uh yesterday's game was, yeah. was pretty crazy. I'm, I don't know why none of us jumped on that. I thought when he added that home run, it was a solo shot for Freeman. I'm like, I oh, don't give it to Freeman here. Yeah. That'll suck if they yeah. do that. But uh, and then they inter- it's so funny how they position him in the interviews yeah. afterwards. <laughs> and then they talk to Freeman like, OK, oh, they talk to Freeman. So they'll give it to Solaire, right? He's draped in a flag. He's standing right by the commissioner. They got to give it to him. But baseball is over. Um, it just probably kid Joe's, you know, and I told you guys this on text. And at least you laugh, but it was the best division. The Mets were the best team. Uh, I don't think there's well, any way that's around. That's great. Right? I mean, I mean, considering you had the Astros in the series, I guess. It's, I know, that's son not, of a that's, bitch. That's I was the only one. Was Dean, the only nice one. one, nice one, Dean. Well, I right? got hit I mean, hard I, in I the pocket. I think the rest of us had Atlanta with a good, nice plus money for this series. You did. Um, I think I even had them last night to win at plus uh, one something and uh, dominate, totally dominate. Like I said, Eric Freed would go much Darn. longer than Garcia, and yeah. uh, that he was the difference. What a game! Wait, look. Kudos to the Braves. They they overcame a lot this year. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Well, what up? does that mean? I mean, they overcame a lot. Do they just scrap Acuna? Is he gone? Like get, get rid of free up I, that isn't money. Isn't that crazy? With it this just, team, right? It just shows you, right? The you know the Red Sox have gotten rid of some of their stars, and they had a very good year this year. Yeah. Maybe you just don't need stars anymore, Sal. Well, baseball's Sal, weird. If I, I'm worried, if I'm a Mets fan, because the Braves they they're young. They very they're young. You know they might lose Darren. Freeman, but. They got Darren, some I don't young think, talent there. I, I think Harry wants to talk that. I'm not think, sure. I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to lose Friedman. I know they're going to have Freeman. They're going to have to sign him uh to a long-term deal which the Braves usually don't do with teams, but he's been yeah. there 10-11 years now. I think he's and winning the World Series, he's got to do it. And Darren, we both called Freed having a nice game. He had a bounce back from his uh, yep. first start in the in series, came out strong, no runs, 6Ks. Great job by him, especially when yeah, Morton that- went down. That play at first, like Spartan turned it around. We got his heel stepped on. And everything. Oh, man. Was like, oh, he, he seemed to get angry after that. And that was that was the end for the uh, rest of the Astros lineup. Uh, to the NFL, Rodgers talk is all the time. I, I can't keep up with the news anymore. Between Beckham and Rodgers huh. and the Raiders woes and everything. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. All I know is this line is seven and a half. It opened at Chiefs minus one. Now seven and a half. 
with the prospect of Jordan Love taking snaps or Blake Bortles. Like I said, we'll go over that tomorrow. But who, who the hell knows what's going on? I mean, I feel like I feel like they're going to suspend him, Rodgers. I mean, I guess he's going to say, hey, I didn't lie. I just answered the, my own question where I changed it. And I said, um, you know, I'm immunized. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with this, but uh, I always feel like it works out for him in the end. Right. Probably kid. I don't know. I feel like it's yeah, going to work mean, out. It would make fun, make sense if Love had a big game, but it won't because Aaron Rodgers gets his way. No, it just exactly. Sal. right. It's just this will just be a little hiatus for Rodgers, whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever. But it is amazing. Every time kind of a new team takes that so-called like number one status in the NFL yeah. this year, right. something happens. Right. So, uh, you know, maybe this is the week now they lose and well, our, yeah, you our Cowboys at, become the number one team. You know, who knows? It's true. It's like the Cowboys were headed for, oh, maybe they'll have the best record. Oh, no, Dak got hurt. All right, well, it's Arizona. They're undefeated. Well, oh, they lost to Green Bay. Oh, so it's Green Bay. No, no, uh, Rodgers is out with COVID. All right, Tennessee? Nope, nope, Henry's out. Yeah, right. It right. Was, All it these was, teams that vie for the best record, uh, which we, we keep track of a lot <laughs> on Fandle.com slash against all odds for sure. Um, hey, somewhere else you can go. Free prizes right there. Why would we charge you for prizes? Free to play games. Extra points. Arcade. That's extrapoints.com slash arcade. Our prop culture contest. October edition was won by Joe Mechtenberg. Nine out of ten. That was a good job by wow. him. Yeah, pretty good. We had weird questions, right? With succession and curb your enthusiasm and the Hershey's stock, what, what it was going to be on Halloween. Craziness. College pick'em contest. Adam Kowalski at 13, right? That's good. NFL prop quiz, Brad Heyman, seven right. Uh, he wins NFL pick'em. Paul Frong got 11 right. They all win a golden hat, courtesy nice. of extra points. Now, let's go over the Thursday night game. I have to pick it on Fox. You'll see me on the pregame show, so I won't touch this with you guys. The spread is 10 and a half. The Colts are favored over the Jets in Lucas Oil Stadium. The over-under is 45 and a half. That's a big pass for me, Brother Bry. You're taking the favorite. They've not looked good. The stupid Colts, they really could have helped themselves out. Could have been one game out. They held on to that 14-point lead against the Titans. Now, as it is, they really have to save their season by handling the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking the Colts my stand half. But uh, uh, I, I told you guys the other day, I'm never going to back once again, didn't I? I just, I just said that like a day or two ago. <laughs> but, every, I, you know, the, the thing is, though, everyone loves the Jets here. Uh, I think we're hyping up Mike White a little bit too much. You know, can he have another good performance, you know, on the road, on the short week? Uh, but what concerns me with the Jets, though, is the Colts, though, still they force a lot of turnovers and the Jets don't, right? So the Colts are plus eight in turnover margin, have 18 takeaways. The Jets only have five takeaways. I think that's going to lead to, I, I mean, I, I just have a feeling, right? White's got to make a couple bad plays in this game, right? Set the Colts up for some easy scoring chances. And they, they cover here, you know, maybe like a, I don't know, 27-13 type of game. I don't know if the Jets are offensively are going to go crazy here. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you look at Mike White in a great game. And obviously, and someone hit with that prop to for him crazy. to have the most passing yards. Like, that's insane. Was it 125 to 1 or something? 125 to 1. Jesus. <laughs> I always that wonder though. They bought it on prop swap, Sal. If you're should have yeah. been more. If you're by, if you're betting that though, I mean, how much are you losing on other bets though? Yeah, you must be losing <laughs> sixty of those on running backs that no one's heard of either to have the most rushing yards and stuff. Yeah, uh, Mike White. I don't want to take anything away, but three point seven air yards per attempt or per completion, whatever, is very low. 
Uh, it was per completion, I think. Um, and so, all right, I, I got a pass on it. Harry, you're going the other way, though. You're taking the 10 and a half. I don't love it, but I am taking the 10 and a half, especially after the, the Rams crap versus Houston. I'm not laying double digits again, uh, I, but not trusting Wentz either in this spot either. He was uh, awful in the second half. Uh, against, like you mentioned, Sal, the Titans, and then in overtime as well. Uh, Jets actually 2-2 two and two in the last four. Three of the last four games decided by seven points or less. Indy at 3-5 and five, just shouldn't be laying double digits to anybody in the NFL. At 3-5, and five, no way should they be laying 10 and a half. I'll take the 10 and a half with the Jets. I feel like there's a zigzag quarterback, Carson Wentz, right? He'll look great against, uh, they look Houston. great, but Houston. really good against Against the no, against the 49ers, he looked great yeah, on that yeah. Sunday night in the rain. He was sidearming completions and you know, outplayed Garoppolo for sure. Then I don't was that was last week the next game after uh 49ers? Yeah. I guess it was really they they blew that that couldn't have looked worse in his own end zone. Parley kid, you're probably doing the wise thing and staying away from the side, you're taking the total. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under, even though it looks like it's come down a point here. So I thought it was 46 and a half, it looks like it's. 45 and a half now. Uh, either way, uh, the Colts offense averages about 25 points a game. The Jets about 16. Obviously, in the Mike White era, it is uh, much higher than 16. But, um, I, I, you know, one thing that was kind of overlooked in this Jets game, because we had talked about so much about White, and I know since he put up a nice amount of points, but the Jets defense was flying all over the field, more, than they, more so than they usually do. Mm-hmm. C.J. Mobley is back. Uh, the Jets defense always plays better when he is in the lineup. He had about 12 tackles the other day. Uh, he'll be, of course, he'll be playing uh, tomorrow night as well. I think the Jets defense contains the Colts, keeps them, you know, under, you know, in the, in the low to mid 20s, right around their average. And the Jets, sorry, but I just don't see their offense exploding this week. This Colts defense is pretty solid. I think you're going to see the Colts run the ball a little bit more too to kind of kill, you know, drain some more clock uh, in this short week. So uh, I think I'll go. I'll take the under here. So this is this game is a tough one to to pick. It is tough. Yeah. So let's roll with the under 45 and a half. There you go. All right. Let's throw some props your way. This I can participate in. I'm going Michael Carter. Player prop over 47 and a half rushing yards minus 114. Get used to the Michael Carter overs, guys. I know Tate Frazier's a big fan, former Tar Heel, 15 for 77 against Cincinnati, 24 touches, 19 touches last week. It could be the focal point of this offense, be it good or bad for the Jets. I think he gets another 15 carries in a grinded-out type of game, as the parlay kid just mentioned it could be. 15 carries will get him over 48 yards. That's where we need to be. Puts him well over 50. Michael Carter, over 47 and a half. Harry you like another running back on the other side. Yeah, I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor over 102 and a half rushing and receiving yards combined uh, at minus 115, guys. Five straight games, over 110 yards combined. He's at 103 or more rushing alone three times. He's had over 100 yards receiving once a season. Uh, Jets did great versus Cincy, but still are 28th in the league in total defense overall. Give me Taylor, who's been who started slow in the season, but he's been really yeah. great lately. So I'm going to go over 102 and a half rushing and receiving yards combined on Thursday night. 
All right, there you go, Bry. Uh, oh, wait, wait, you're stealing this from your brother here. I don't know if you're allowed to do this. All right, let's give it a whirl, see what happens. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing the Parley Kids Thunder a little bit here, and I'm going to go with the Wentz over one and a half touchdowns. Uh, I mean, I'm doing it again, right? I said I wasn't going to touch Wentz <laughs> again, and I'm touching them. But you're specifically I going specifically, on And now I'm really taking them. I do, I will say, I do like both your. The running back props, I do like Taylor. I think he's going to get the ball more. I do like Carter. Actually, his reception props, I think, is pretty good, too, because White seemed to just dump it down to him. So I, I like those. Uh, but, yeah, Wentz is thrown for two or more touchdowns in five straight games. The Jets have given up two or more passing touchdowns in three straight. Um, I, the one thing about the Colts, too, that is kind of maddening to me as a fantasy owner of Jonathan Taylor is that a lot of times, even inside the five, you know, Wentz is still throwing the ball all over the place. So I do think Mm -hmm. he's going to get even, you know, he'll get, he'll get a a touchdown pass inside the five. And then I'll also throw maybe a long one here to go uh, to get you to two here. But I think, you know, at close to even money, I I think that's a pretty good bet there. All right. All right, Paul, I can't, you're really down on the jets and Mike. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I do really like Harry's and I was thinking about that. My uh, extra points pick for tomorrow is Taylor over 17 and a half yards receiving yes these guys so, get picks every single day extrapoints.com check it out yeah i already i already put that pick in harry so i like that because you know what if you look at if you look at what these running backs have done against the jets this year running backs are getting 50 yards receiving like that against the jets every game so taylor over 17 and a half yards pretty solid but so my prop is mike white under 257 and a half yards passing like Brother Bryce said the other day, um, you know, he was going to jump on that under 230, uh, whatever it was the other day for Mike White, thinking it was mm-hmm. a steal. I mean, is White going to be throwing for 250 yards a game now? Like, we, that's got to be the expectation. I don't think so. This Colts defense is pretty good at home. One thing you have to realize about the Colts, forget about their record. They're three and two in their last five, and their two losses are in overtime. They could be mm-hmm. riding a five-game winning streak right now, and their defense has a lot to do with that. Um, you know, Tannehill, A.J. Brown had a, a huge game last week, but I do think the Jets, I don't. I just think White could be solid, but would fans be happy with like 230 yards from White and a decent performance? Probably. I don't think this guy goes over 260, uh, 257 and a half again. Not, at, not on the road, not in mm-hmm. a short week. Not against the Colts. You know, take the under. You might be right, but I don't know. You're going against a guy who averages 405 passing yards a game. <laughs> I mean, you're giving up 150 <laughs> yards, Parlick. I don't know if it's why. Jeez, yeah, right. when you put it, it like out. that, when you put it like that, it sounds terrible. I mean, you show it's- me one game where he hasn't thrown for <laughs> under 400 yards. All right, first touchdown. This is one of our favorites. Um, Harry or Brother Bry hit on this Monday night. It's still unclear. One of them hit with uh, Tyreek Hill at plus 550. Now, of course, it's Brother Bry. Uh, did, the, did the right thing. I did the nice thing. Didn't, didn't interrupt when Harry took credit for it, but what are you going to do? Uh, here's a long, long shot for me. Boy, it really seems like I don't want to win anything anymore. Keelan Cole, 27 to 1. Mike White trusts Keelan Cole at the goal line and in the red zone. Keelan Cole made the best non-catch we ever saw on Sunday. What a freaking great catch. One-handed, like, rolls it in to the end zone. Had no business catching it. And, of course, they called it incomplete because because I don't know why. Whatever. Just give him that damn touchdown. They scored in the next play. But if he got down there, if he gets down there again, he's getting one. 
I just feel he does five targets last week. This could be Mike White's guy in a 27 to one. I think it's definitely worth a shot for first touchdown, Keelan Cole. Um, our brother, Bry, you have one a little more reasonable guy that I think I've picked up and dropped five or six times in fantasy. Yeah. If I, well, Jack Doyle. I mean, yeah. hopefully he's not still on your roster. I mean, he hasn't been very good. I will say, I mean, he did score, I, but I, I would look at him though, uh, at 16 to one, uh, what I was saying before with once I do, I just get the sense they're going to be a short yardage situation on the goal line with both tight ends here. And uh, I, I, I like either, you know, I don't want to steal anybody else's thunder here, but I like either tight end here. So I think Jack Doyle at 16 to one, um, it's pretty good. I mean, Jonathan Taylor plus three fifty. you know, I don't know if those odds are good enough there to jump on that one, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Very low. Yeah. I just see some little play action on the goal line and, and, Wentz rolls out and throws throws a pass in the corner to Doyle or something. What's like the that. lowest we've seen? Three fifty for Taylor. I mean, when you got a double digit favorite at home well, we, and a, and a solid running back, well, was Henry two fifty? I think he, Henry was Nike? Henry was yeah. two fifty at one time. Okay, all right. Sorry, Derek Henry, rest in peace. All right, uh, Pauly kid, you have another tight end for the Colts. How many tight ends do they have here? Right? <laughs> yeah, we we'll take Mo Alley Cox at fifteen to one. Uh, Cox. He's not lighting it up in terms of receptions. He's got 13 on the year, but he does have four touchdowns. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, his size lends itself to uh, the red zone, especially inside the closer they get to the goal line. Is just a very imposing target. He can go up and get it. Why not Mo Ali Cox at 15 right. to one? Let's go. All right, Harry. Also 15 to one, I think, unless it's moved. The Colts defense. You tried this uh, trickery the other day, didn't you? Last I've, week. This is the third game that. Well, this is the third time I've covered. Uh, I've taken a defense special team. So Colts at 15 to one. Brian mentioned they forced 18 turnovers this season. Um, for and for all the attention Mike White has gotten in the in the past two uh, two weeks that he's played, uh, he does have four picks total overall. So maybe a pick six at the Colts win the coin toss. They defer. They uh, let the Jets have it. Could be a pick six. Too much pressure on a, on a Thursday night for White. So maybe 15 to 1, Colts defense. Interesting. Not terrible. All right. This week marks the halfway point to the NFL season, I guess. Yeah, I guess you could maybe say that. If, what's half of 17, eight and a half? Okay, yeah. The big Sunday afternoon game between Green Bay and Kansas City. We touched on it a little bit. The number is flying all over the place. FanDuel Sportsbook about to make it even bigger because FanDuel's giving new customers 30 to 1 odds. On either team, the win means you can win $150 on a $5 bet. Wow. So if you take the Chiefs now, who are, in, what are they, minus 350 or something, three and a half to one uh, favorites, take them just to win. You'll get 30 to one, 150 bucks on $5. Do it. Do that. Do a same game parlay, money line spread, touchdown score, et cetera. The number one rated sports book app in all of America. It's easy to use, safe and secure, fast payouts. Fandle is sports betting made simple, and they're always hooking you up with great offers. Sign up with promo code against the odds this week before Green Bay takes on Kansas City. You can win 150 bucks on $5 bet. Remember to use promo code against the odds so they know that we sent you exclusively on the Fandle Sportsbook app. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Next Step. Text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 888 789 7777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 800-270-7117 in Michigan, 800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 
www.800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, let's bring him on. I always get excited when he's with us here. All right, with college basketball beginning next week, we had to bring in the guy who's more plugged in than Sonny Vaccaro. His one shining moment is every time Duke loses. The co-host of Titus and Tate, everybody's preseason All-American master, Tate Frazier. What is happening, Tate? Oh man, Sal, it's so good to be back. It's uh, every Wednesday at 5.30, I used to spin with you guys yeah. uh, for about three years. So it it honestly, it hurts that I don't have this, but now that we're doing it at the same time, it feels like, uh, it feels right. You know what I mean? And college basketball is right around the corner. I know Harry's very excited about Syracuse. The whole Bayheim family's playing for Syracuse now, so we got to talk about that. But uh, it's going to be a great time, and it's great to see everybody. Hey, I mean, first of all, you were uh, the only one who would come to Harry's defense, and um, I don't know if you still <laughs> have that in you, but he has been in a I huge got it. Thanks, buddy. I mean, nothing can get him out of this funk. He needs some words of, uh, he needs some Jim Beheim type words of encouragement. He needs your help. Oh, can we God, fix those are going to be some harsh words. I don't know if I can say those on the air. We'll see about that. <laughs> what, so uh, you must be very excited. It starts Tuesday, right? What is, what's the preparation for you? I mean, you, you go nuts for the last... Three weeks? Have you been hibernating? You haven't been on the road on the crisscrossing the country with Titus, have you? No, Titus is a college football guy now. I don't know if you guys have seen this. So he he does college football. So that that hurts our show a little bit. But, uh, you know, I've stuck with college basketball. I actually flew back to Asheville uh, to shoot some promo stuff. We're, we're doing a new tournament, the Asheville Championship. And uh, Roy Williams is the host of it. I'm the other host. Wow. So, uh, wow. wow. Nice. He's really fallen from grace since he decided to leave North Carolina basketball. Um, but I was at the Harris Cherokee Casino Resort and they had all the odds on college basketball. So I was putting some bets in, uh, you know, I was getting up to speed on things. So I'm ready to talk about all the odds. I, I, got, I got it all figured out. So I'm excited. All right, let's do it. We'll give our stupid picks and you tell us and don't be nice about it. If you don't, if you don't like them, just tell them you don't, you, us you don't I like them. I got you, Harry. Right. I'll, I'll be, be kind. <laughs> we have four. We have, we each have one pick we're going to give you. And then uh, unless Perfect. we hit on it, you give us your best and you're a long shot and who else you think for player of the year and stuff like that. All right. I'm going to make it nice and easy. Talk me out of Gonzaga at plus 650. Now it's not a monster pick in Mm -hmm. terms of odds. Drew Timmy's back, right? They have Andrew, Andrew Nimbart, 10 points a game. Anton Mm -hmm. Watson, Iowa state transfer. Bolton is 15, five. He's good. Um, He has like 60 starts or something. The freshman class, one of the best in school history that Chet Holmgren, I know uh, brother yeah. Bry loves him seven foot one. I just feel like Mark Fuse team just walks through that week conference. They grab a number one seed and then they're number one or God forbid number two seed. And they're going to not be higher than plus six fifty going into the tournament, right? Mm. Just numbers wise, mm. even if you don't love them to win, isn't six fifty a nice number. It's a great number. And I think, you know, when you look at Gonzaga, I think Titus, he said this a few times on our show, he can't really buy in because they're going to be worse than they were last year. But I keep reminding him they don't have to play themselves from last right. year, right? There's no right. one in college basketball that has Jalen Suggs. They don't have to worry about that. And Drew Timmy is Christian Leitner 2.0, right? He is going to be the most hated man in college basketball. I think we all can agree on that. The more <laughs> that he touches his face and his mustache, I mean, that's going to rub off on Chet Holmgren. Um, I mean, the Zags are the new Duke. So I think this year, Wow. Um, if you if you want to take that bet, I think it's a great bet. I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to uh, get a little bit of redemption after what happened against Baylor last year. People forget they were supposed to play Baylor in the regular season. That game got canceled right. last minute in Indianapolis. So I think if they played that game and Baylor hit them in the mouth, they play them again in the title game and they right their wrongs and they probably win the championship. Mm-hmm. So 
there's some good mojo, some good karma, some good energy, whatever you want to call it. You know, whatever they say in California, that's coming Gonzaga's way. And uh, I think that's a good bet. Plus six. How much better is it going to be for you? And just for college basketball <laughs> this year is fans and people. Oh. It's just not, not those empty. Arenas. It just feels real again, right? Yeah. It, it, we felt like we were in this weird dream, especially when we lost the tournament in 2020. And then when we tried to make, you know, last year, p- piecemeal it together, mm-hmm. make something happen out of nothing. Yeah. But now yeah. it feels real again. And we've got fans and uh, Coach K's last year. So we got to lock in and, uh, you know, yeah. give him his flowers as the kids. All say. right. F- speaking of weird dreams, Harry, go ahead. Um, jump in here and give Tate your pick. This does feel like a weird dream being back on the air. Right here. <laughs> Tate, I'm, uh, I'm leaning towards Michigan at 12 to 1. Uh, Howard's mm. a great Why coach Why are you so now. formal, Harry? This is not a doctor's appointment. You're like, Tate, uh, I'm no. leaning towards. This is our friend. What are you, uh, what, just tell him. Okay. Tell well, him you're telling him. Uh, Brandon Johns <laughs> from East Lansing. Zeb Jackson, pretty good, too. But I really liked Hunter Dickinson last year. Uh, hopefully he got a lot stronger, a little bit stronger to get more rebounds. But he's got a nice touchdown low. I, I like this Michigan team at 12 to 1. I like Michigan, too. I, I'm always a little hesitant on Hunter Dickinson, like buying in on the idea that he's going to carry a team with his scoring. I don't know if you've watched some of these offseason workouts. Um, it's probably what Ben Simmons looks like if we got to see it before it got edited together. He's not a great shooter. Um, there's been some rumors he wants to spread his game out to the three-point line. I don't think that's a great idea. Um, but if he is playing like he did last year and he's banging inside, he's one of the best bigs in the country. I like Jawan Howard a lot. I think he needs to prove something in the tournament. So it's a good bet, but it's not on my list. Michigan's not on my list. Uh, you know, that, that's the update. But Harry, I'm always on the best side, team in the Big Ten, though. I think they are not the best team in the Big Ten. I, 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 got, a, I got a different team oh. for that. All right. All mm. right. You're saving that. Okay. Saving it up. All right. Parley kid, jump in here. You got a mid range uh, long shot. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, just looking at the odds here, trying to get some good value. I like Alabama at 20 to one out of the Ooh. SEC. Had a nice year. I'm a big guard guy when it comes to tournament time, right? So uh, between Shackelford, no relation to Charles Shackelford. Am, am I right, Tate, when I say that? You're right. No relation. You're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shackelford, Quinterly. Great backcourt combination. I think he's related to Jeff Shackelford, I think, the last time I checked. But I, I, I got to make That's sure and see one. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I believe so. Yeah, so <laughs> Quinterly, Shackelford, great backcourt. Uh, they're the two leading scorers from the team returning this year. Uh kid coming in named J.D. Davison, one of the top recruits mm. in the country. Another guard. Some people, uh, it reminds uh, them of uh, Colin Sexton. Uh, when it comes yep. to tournament time, I think these experienced guards, Davidson's not. But the other two are, I think uh, this is where these guards shine um, at that time of the year. So I always like to take those guard every teams. And Nate Oates is a heck of a coach, former yes. UB guy when Michael uh, was there. Uh, he's a heck of a coach over there in Alabama. So 20 to one, I like to roll the dice on them a little bit. Yeah, and Michael remembers this. I mean, they had DeAndre Ayton, Arizona did the number one pick. They go the four seed. They play a 13 seed with Nate mm-hmm. Oates and Buffalo. They upset them, and I think that was when the world kind of got on notice that Nate Oates is a really mm. good basketball coach. He's also a great tournament coach. He loves to right. to get his team prepared. Uh, he's great at watching tape and scouting guys. Got an NBA mindset, so uh, I'm a big fan of Alabama and Arkansas in the SEC with Eric Musselman. Those are two teams that nice. I think uh, long shot, mid-tier odds, those are teams to watch out yeah. for. I like that piece. Nice. All right, Brian, you're going with the local favorite around here. Certainly were fun mm-hmm. to watch in last March. Yeah, I'm going with UCLA at 15-1. I'm actually surprised that they're like the eighth best or worst odds whenever you know they're tied i think them and duke are both 15 to 1 but you know maybe the maybe the magic not the same as last year but they return essentially the whole team right juzang haquez yep. campbell riley all are all back they have this freshman watson who's supposed to be 
really good five-star recruit, but I don't know. I, I, at 15 to one, I just feel like those odds that, you know, you know, they're the two number two ranked, I mean, whatever with the rankings before the season starts, but number two team ranked in the country. Yeah. I just, I feel like, you know, they have that leadership, that, that veteran presence on this, this team. So 15 to one, I thought it was really good. I think that's great. I, I actually was at the Harris resort and they had UCLA 12 to one. And that is my, you know, of the favorites, that was my best bet. Yes. And uh, that was at worse odds than you're even saying. I, I think UCLA, um, one of a lot of people have pointed to, they lost four of their last five games before they go to the tournament. They barely make it into the tournament. They barely beat Michigan state, but then they go all the way to the final four and they're one buzzer beater away from going to the championship game. They have a lot of talent. Peyton Watson uh, committed to UCLA on our show. So we're a little That's bit biased. Um, Pettis and I, um, you know, about his talent. But, you know, I, I've seen him play in person and I I have no problem believing he's a top 10 talent in the NBA. You know, he's a guy that could be picked in the top 10. So you add that on top of Hami Hakez, Johnny Juzang, Cody Riley. You get Miles Johnson to come in to have a real force on the inside if you need a bucket. Um, they have all the pieces and you, you mentioned it earlier, probably kid, you need a guard in the tournament that can really take you there. Tiger Campbell is a true pure mm, point guard. Yeah. He knows yes. how to control the game. He knows how to control the pace and UCLA may have some growing pains. They may lose some games in December, January, February. They, you know, you kind of look up and say, how do they lose to Oregon? But when it comes to the tournament, Mick Cronin will have them prepared. And I think, it, you know, it's a great bet. I think they're going to get back to the final four and then kind of all bets are off from there. So, um, that that's, that's my team. That's like my favorite team to pick, uh, you know, this Boy, season. Tate, and that's my pack. Tate is yes. ready. Do, do you ever know anyone as <laughs> ready about a season as Tate is? It just rattles uh, off all these stats it's, about, it's, it's about 20 teams are going to do. I'm ready. So they pick I'm ready. A team, and this guy, I mean, he Arkansas should be really, he should be on CBS yeah. doing yeah. like their, their shows. It's um, it's unbelievable. Tate, Tate, better season. Seth Davis took that job from me. Of course, <laughs> classic. Tate, better season. Dayton or Syracuse? Ooh. <laughs> Syracuse is going to have a good year. I think they're going to have a really good year. I think that they're they're a dark horse team in the ACC. The ACC is not that great this year. Mm. Um, and I think Jim Beheim is cooking up something. And I saw Buddy Beheim talking about how he wanted to go to a Final Four for his dad. Um, oh. You know, Gerard, they're already comparing Gerard to, to Jerry McNamara and saying that he's going to take some big leap this year. So you should be excited, Harry. I think it's a good year for the Orange. Interesting. What, what about the Flyers? Uh, Dayton, Dayton. I hope that they can get there. I mean, I think this is uh they they, re- they got really screwed in 2020. I, I can't stress that enough. I mean, Dayton was a Final Four team, potentially a that national championship worst. team. I loved Crutcher. I obviously loved Obi Toppin, but Crutcher, I just had a soft spot for. So I, I hope that they can get back to the tournament and, and try to make some noise. But I'm I'm a lot more you know excited about Syracuse and what they can do. All right, now t- I feel like this se- season is going to be. It's going to temper your excitement a little bit because like you said, it's the coach K farewell tour. And what you're (laughs) going to end up seeing is a lot of accolades sent to him from Carolina players and former players and former coaches. And it's just going to be vomitous. I think, Um, you know, by even, you know, probably by Christmas. I don't know how much uh, yeah. you'll be able to take of the you specifically. I don't know how much you'll be able of to course, take. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I think the champions classic, I've heard they're not even going to play a game. It's just going to be coach K uh, you know, farewell montages uh, right. that's played on the big screen. Um, that's where we're headed towards. I mean, the good news about the coach K farewell tour is that uh, I, I predicted that this was going to happen. In fact, I predicted it. I reached out to a friend of mine in Nike. This is back in February. I said, I feel like this is coach K's last year. He said, I can not confirm. Mm. I can need either confirm 
confirm nor deny, but I am working on a farewell tour for a big name coach in college basketball. Wow. Um, so I went on our show on Tyson Tate and I said, Coach K is going to do a farewell tour. <laughs> About a month later, uh, it came out that Coach K is going to do a farewell look tour. So look I, I, I am fired up. I mean, look, th- this is like, you know, if, if we live in the world of Star Wars, that's Darth Vader, right? And this is our last run with Darth Vader. And I'm going to enjoy every second of wow. it. Wow. Harry has a friend at Buster Brown who says that Hubert Davis is quitting. Uh, for, no, I don't know. You have a new coach, though. <laughs> Hubert Davis. Yeah, you excited we, about this? I, I am very excited. Uh, my mid-level picks, I love North Carolina at 30-1 to 1, oh. uh, to win the national championship. And I think a lot of people, they're listening. They're saying that's ridiculous. Uh, why would you say such a thing? But North Carolina, traditionally, if you have a five-star point guard and you have a five-star center, you're going to be in good position. They have that in Caleb Love. They have that in Armando Baycott, two guys that were supposed to go to the draft, but they came back for Hubert Davis. North Carolina in 1982, Dean Smith's first championship in New Orleans. In 1993, the second championship for Dean Smith in New Orleans. This year, the Final Four in New Orleans. Oh, and uh, Roy guys. Williams and Dean Smith, the, their goal was to get their guy that took over to win a national championship. So, He's trying to put Hubert in the best position. I'm a big fan of Hubert. I wasn't really at first, uh, but he won me over, and uh, I'm excited. We're going to have a good right. team this year. I love it. The, the, the pundits don't like us, though. You know what I mean? Like I, I talk to a lot of media people. That they're telling me that I'm wrong to be so excited about North Carolina, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see if I am. It'll be fun. Well, you had a little wrench thrown in. This whole Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen thing, I feel like you're <laughs> – you, I mean, you have to defend Michael Jordan, right? But Scotty uh, in his new book takes shots at Michael, says Michael never gave yeah. anyone credit. He went off on the documentary where Michael made money. I mean, it was about him, basically. But I, I guess yeah. you, a lot of it had uh, Scotty Pippen references. What? Where do you fall on this? I know where you fall on it. Just tell us. Yeah. I, I will say this, uh, you know, I, I appreciate Scotty Pippen. Um, you know, I, I think anyone that watched any of the Bulls from back in the day, I mean, you couldn't help but enjoy Scotty Pippen and enjoy the way he played. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he affected the game. He played a lot like LeBron does now. You know what I mean? And a lot of people get upset about that. LeBron's more similar than Scotty to Scotty than he is to Michael, in my opinion. Um, but in general, you know, Scotty, he hears $10 million and Scotty's upset. So like that, that's what it all comes down right. to. Um, we're supposed to have Scotty on the on our show nice. pushing through with BJ Armstrong. Oh yeah, be careful um, what you say. And, and, yeah. you're, you're, you're okay. You can pass. Well, we're, we're gonna see. We're gonna see what uh, what he's because in front of BJ he talks very kindly about Michael and talks about Michael as like this like supreme like the way that BJ talks about mm-hmm. Michael. So I always like to see like the difference between the book and uh, yeah. in reality. Well, you got to get BJ to leave the room, like go to the bathroom or something. Then he could speak <laughs> candidly uh, with you about Michael. Yeah. He'll tell the media and I'll share that to the so road. Yeah, I'll tweet did that. Did we miss anyone? UCLA, North Carolina. Did, did you like anyone else? Uh, I, yeah. I got a Big Ten favorite that uh, is a national title favorite. I picked them last year to win it all, and they got beat by Sister Jean, who has uh, uh, you know, tried to ruin my life multiple times uh, throughout the years. Luckily, Porter Moser left, so hopefully they're done. But Illinois, 18-1 to 1, um, is what I saw them at. And, and I love Kofi Coburn coming back. I love Curbelo, Andre Curbelo, their point yep. guard. I know they lost to Sumu, but Curbelo, I think, is even better in college. And Trent Frazier, my cousin, um, is back. He's one of the best defenders in all college basketball. Um, you know, he's a friend of the program. Uh, Chester Frazier also comes back from that 05 team. Now he is working with the staff. So I, I really like Illinois and what they're doing. And I also like Memphis 22 to mm-hmm. one. Uh, Larry Brown, Rashid Wallace, both on staff. Jalen Duren's the best freshman in the country, in my opinion. And uh, Amani Bates also there. So yeah. 
Yeah. Those, those those two teams I would really watch out for, and they have pretty you know pretty good odds considering the talent. We they all have. loved Illinois last year. I don't know what happened. I mean, Kofi mm. Coburn's thirty three years old, so he really should get it together this year. Of all, if it's not this year, <laughs> it's not so. going to happen. He's suspended for the first three games because he made some money uh, oh, right. before nil. So, so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So stupid. All right. Yes, yeah, so we got to watch out for that too. And then another long shot out that I wanted to point out: uh, Saint Bonaventure. They're ranked. Yeah. Uh, 22 first time since the 1970s and they're hundred to one odds mm. uh, and they're a really good team. Uh, Indiana has a preseason first team, all American. They're hundred to one odds. Trace Jackson Davis is coming back. They also have Mike Woodson, who I, I think is being disrespected by everybody in the media with his savvy and then Virginia tech 75 to one. I really like Virginia tech this year too. So those are some of the long shot guys. Uh, if you want to jump on. All right, that. great. I feel ready guys. I mean, not as ready as, as Tate, but uh <laughs> I I can't stress enough that like I went to this casino guys and there's like these North Carolina, you know, just, you know, degenerates, right. They're they're watching, you know, the, you know, the football games that are on betting on everything and they're looking at the odds and I start talking and and hearing what people are on. And um, there's a lot of excitement for college basketball. And it feels like it's been a couple of years since that's been the case. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I I think people blame college basketball for the pandemic. They blame Rudy Gobert and they blame <laughs> that Big East tournament because that was cut short, like right in the middle of it. I think so too. Yeah. yeah, it's like inherently in it. We have a bias towards those things. We won't even watch the Big East anymore. <laughs> Tate, stay with us. We're going to talk NBA in a second. Is that cool? That's perfect. Let's do it. it. Let's take a quick break. All right, we're back. Master Tate Frazier has joined us. One of our very favorites, really top one or two. I mean, I could say that. I mean, Jim Cunningham will never speak to us again, so this is fine. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fine. Don't worry. I'll tell Jim that you guys said all nice. <laughs> you have a contact with Jim? I mean, I don't think he has a phone anymore, does he? He goes in and out. He goes in and out. Then randomly, I'll get a meme sent to me, and I'm like, oh, he's back. So Tate just gave us his favorites on uh, on college basketball, which starts Tuesday. The season, we're all excited about it. I think you forgot one. A baby face, Joel Solomon was on your case about free. What? Yeah, Joel Solomon's going to be upset with me if I don't mention Speedy Claxton <laughs> and Hofstra. Uh, that, that is a team. I think I think their odds were seven hundred and fifty to one uh, to win the title. So if you, if you feel feel really good about Speedy Claxton, he is a champion with the Spurs. People forget. So uh, two thousand and three NBA champion Speedy Claxton, Bettle and Hofstra. If you believe in those, guys. all right, there you go. Now, we're two weeks into the NBA season, and I asked these guys, is there a futures bet that you made two weeks ago that you'd like to ditch, and what would you replace it with? So you could help us with these, Tate, of course. I like that. Um, So I, a couple weeks ago, said Zion. Zion Williamson would be the most improved player at 25 to 1, and he is now 240 to 1 to be most improved player. (laughs) And basically because he looks like... um, He's more bloated than Harry after the hometown buffet. Visit. It looks like he ate it. Yeah, Harry. I think he's more yeah. than Harry. He does. And, but can you imagine after two weeks, they're like, nope, this guy, there's no chance he's going to have the improvement right. that anyone could uh, think. <laughs> 240 to one. So I'm ditching that. Bet. That's actually him for MVP. I think is 120 to one. Somehow it doesn't, doesn't match up, but I'm ditching. I lost that bet. If I could trade it in or start fresh and just bet this right now, Scotty Barnes. Rookie of the year. I know Mm. it's cheating a little. He's the favorite, but he's averaging over 20 points a game for Toronto, a team I already took their over win totals, a team I took to make the playoffs, plus 340, uh, in addition to be a great score. And he's getting some buzz for a team that's playing in in a different country. He's getting more buzz than you would imagine at this point. He also is like top 15 in 
in like deflected yeah. passes and swats and stuff. So he plays defense. Yep. I like Scotty Barnes at Rookie of the Year. Who's come out that uh, that you enjoy out of the crop? I really like Scotty Barnes a lot, and he also has that highlight potential, you know, in Bleacher Report and all yeah. these places, you know, aggregate all the highlights. Scotty Barnes is the kind of guy that gets a block and then jumps from, you know, takes three steps and then dunk from the free throw line kind mm-hmm. of thing. I mean, he's that kind of athletic freak. So uh, another guy I like is Josh Giddy, who's on Oklahoma City. Um, yeah. Giddy with the sixth pick. Uh, he was supposed to play for Australia's national team. He got cut last minute, and he's been great so far. And Shea Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy, they're a really good combination. In fact, you know, I was talking about Ben Simmons trades. And if you offered Shea Gilgis and Josh Giddy for Ben Simmons, I think Oklahoma City says no. You're right. They don't want to get they don't want to give up those two talented guys. So I like Giddy a lot, but uh he probably doesn't have the name recognition to really get that kind of hype. And Scotty Barnes, he went to Montverde with uh, you know, Dayron Sharp and Kate Cunningham. He actually played with Kate Cunningham in high school. Right. Um, so the fact that they were high school teammates and now it looks like he probably should have been the number one pick is is pretty shocking. Okay. So I like that. Sorry, Scottie I missed Barnes a lot of that analysis. Harry sneezed or coughed or or farted or shit or I don't, hey, I don't, I don't okay? know. What he did. Now his, his video is every, every podcast. Every podcast. Oh, there that was the first one in a long time. Oh, that was a good one. You made up for it. You really you really saved up. All right. Uh yeah, there's uh, you know, Simmons told us who did he say? Oh, he said Duarte uh, is ten to one. Giddy's eleven to one. Scotty Barnes up to three sixty. He's the favorite. Jalen Green three seventy. Mobley three eighty. Wow, they're really lot. It's very close. And like you said, Cade Cunningham, would just like had his first start last week, is uh, or the other day is plus four thirty. But all right, you say Giddy. And I, have I like Giddy. I like. I think Mobley is uh, is another one that's really got to be considered because he should have been the number one pick. I, I was I was begging uh, the Pistons, the powers that be, to draft Mobley number one, but he just didn't fit because they already had Isaiah Stewart. You were begging so. your Nike friends, and they just announced. Yeah, I was begging everybody. I was like, anyone that could listen to me. I was like, please tell the Pistons to draft Evan Mobley. All right, Harry is um, sweating off COVID. Let, let him give his pick here. What would you What would you trade Harry and for who? I kind of would trade uh, Giannis for MVP for John Morant, uh, Tate. Uh, look, uh, he's still got a great team in, in, in terms of having Middleton, Holiday, Portis, uh, but he's fourth in scoring. Morant's th- third. He's gone from 19 points to 28 points. He's 32 to one. This team has played pretty good so far. They've won at the Clippers. They've won at Golden State. He's getting 20, over 28 points a game, five rebounds, eight assists, two steals, shooting 53% from the field. At 32 to one, this Memphis team isn't bad. And uh, Milwaukee, Giannis, Giannis has had the same same average stats, not stats that he usually produces. And they've lost some bad games. They lost some. Uh, they lost to the Timberwolves. Haven't played that great. And look, the second person, the second uh, second and third scores for Memphis this year: Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton. Meanwhile, Milwaukee has the players that they have. It's pretty impressive what Morant's doing so far this season. I love that. I think John Morant is the best point guard in basketball. And, uh, and I don't say that as a hyperbole. I think he is the best. Um, he is one of those guys that, I mean, you know, I've heard the Derrick Rose comparisons, but he's that transcendent, you know what I mean? And he can affect the game and he kind of has Steph Curry's number a little bit. We remember the playing game and you mentioned you know, playing and go, you know, in golden state this year. Um, I love John Moran. I, I think John Moran has the cachet with, you know, the people too, especially with Zion kind of falling off the planet. It, it's only boosted and elevated how great John He's Moran is. Planet, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I think that the people are behind John Moran. And the reason why Giannis won't win anymore is because Shaq only won one MVP, right? I mean, Shaq probably should have won three or four MVPs in the league, yeah. but we all got used to his dominance. And I think at this point, even though Giannis, they just blow our minds by dropping 50 in a closeout game in the finals, which we need to talk about that more. 
it, it does seem like we're kind of over the Giannis. Like we we get it. He's dominant. We've moved on to the next guy. So I like that. Well, I like John I, I, let me just first say that. I mean, it might be a, a fine pick. First of all, John Morant is now tops for most improved player at plus three fifty. So Harry, why don't you just say mm. that? But for, also. You trade. Well, he's Giannis. third in the league in scoring. He went from 19 to 28 already. It's super impressive. I know, but Gian, you're supposed to trade a bet you didn't like. Like Giannis is still favored to win MVP. I didn't love you, it. You don't, I didn't <laughs> you don't have another. You don't have another bet that you don't like. Like who did you have for most improved? Like trade that bet. Oh, I had most you? rebound. How about most rebounds? I had Capella, who's only getting 10.7 this year. You want really eat my words mm-hmm. on that because Gobert is getting 17. All right, 17 you rebounds you're a game. Let him keep that one. Okay, now yeah, yeah, that one you got to keep. Bill yeah. <laughs> Bear's a good MVP pick, by the way. Yeah, a lot of people, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. Brother Bright, show, show him how it's done. What are you trading? Who are you taking? Uh, yeah, well, my Tatum MVP pick does not look great, and so I want to swap that Oof. out with Durant at MVP, even uh-huh. though it's only plus five fifty. But Boston's been terrible out of the gate. Uh, Tatum's actually shoot. I mean, his scoring is is okay, but he's shooting under forty percent. I. I've been watching a lot for whatever reason. I mean, obviously we get the S network here, so I'm watching a ton of Nets game. And Durant to me just seems like he's playing on a different level than everybody else right now, regardless of the rest of their their team, how they're looking. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm assuming you know with Harden playing himself into shape, this team will start winning a ton <laughs> of games. Um, but yeah, I yep. just feel like he's playing the best basketball of anybody so far. Um, also, you know, if you want to look, you know. Luca, same thing. Luca last year, right? He's eight to one right now. He started off terrible. He's another guy like Zion has to play himself into you know, and and Harden play himself <laughs> into shape because he's a little fat coming in. I, well, again, yeah, Luca again. Luca was favored going in at MVP, and then um, much like last year, it's, it, well, last year his team was like twelve games out of the playoff yeah. spot before you knew it, right? Yeah, yeah. no, and he uh, started off, you know, he's shooting three terribly again. This is like mm-hmm. last year, but then you know, then he picked it up late in the year. So again, if you if you still like him, eight to one for him is you know probably as as good as it's going to get for him at this point. Yeah, yeah, I like Durant. I like Durant to go for the MVP. I think he's also. I mean, I know a lot of people. We've we've all kind of moved the uh, the the conversation to LeBron was the best in the world. LeBron's the best in the world. And now we all say. Kevin Durant's the best in the world, and that's a conversation. I don't know if he's the best player in the world. I still think Giannis is the best player in the world, but I think that Kevin Durant is by far the best scorer in basketball, if not the best scorer ever in basketball history. I mean, he's like George Gervin up in that echelon of scorers. So if you want to go with what's going to get people going, like Kevin Durant could have multiple 50-point games this year. It wouldn't shock anybody. The thing with Luca that scares me is that Jay Kid, Jason Kidd is Jason Kidd, and uh, and Jason Kidd is going to have something to say uh, to show that he has control of that team at some point. I think he's already had some of those moments earlier in the year. So I I don't really bet on Luca with with Kidd. I think there's going to be some uh, right. some back and forth between those two at some point. And and KD knows what he's here for. He's here to prove to people he's the best in the world. So he's a man on a mission. And uh, I hope he gets the accolades that he he deserves if he does. Um, you know, lead the league in scoring and get another scoring title and things like that. So I like that I'm, bet. I like KD. I'm looking at some of these perennial favorites and how they've dropped in the, on the odds wise. LeBron, 25 to one. Harden, 27 <laughs> to one. Um, Lillard, 27 to one. Tatum, as you mentioned, Brian, you traded him 42 to one. Anthony Davis, 30 mm-hmm. to 36 to one. I mean, can any of these guys make a comeback into the top three? I, I don't think so. I mean, maybe Anthony Davis, if he kind of turns things mm-hmm. around and, and the PR push from the Lakers gets him back into the conversation. Um, that's the only guy I can really see. Tatum is terrible. I, I just wanted to say that on the record, just so <laughs> I know the fans at home, 
uh, might be upset about this, but Tatum is such a minus to that team. He he is such a uh, ball hog. I, I love that Marcus Smart called him out. Um, I think him and Jalen Brown are playing a two-man game, and the two-man game is don't pass it to each mm-hmm. other. Uh, that's yeah. what they're playing. Right. And uh, I, I I feel for you, Brother Bri. I mean, I thought Tatum was going to take that leap, especially after Team USA, but it, they need a coach. I mean, the fact that Brad Stevens is not the coach there anymore either, I mean, they're a mess. Uh, so I, I would stay away from Boston um, as much as you Hold can. On, because they, I'm, I'm just getting them. I don't know why I would get this message, but BJ Armstrong just booked Jason Tatum for next Tuesday on your podcast. <laughs> just, be, just be very careful, right? You got to be careful. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Out. All right. <laughs> Parley kid. Hey, he's only 19, though, so we got a lot of – he'll grow into it. We'll be fine. All right. Parley kid, what, was, what would you swap out? Well, listen, I'm, ta- I'm swapping out Cade Cunningham for my uh, rookie of the year pick. Missed a few mm. games and comes comes back and uh, is uh, three for 22 from the field in his first two games. Uh, only thing worse than that is Harry's picks over the last two months. Uh, <laughs> three months, three months. It's come true. On. Come on, Tate, Harry. Tate, I need you back, Tate. Tate, I need you back. I'm getting buried <laughs> by these guys. <laughs> I got you, Harry. Joel, Joel was okay for a while, but Joel's even slacking lately. <laughs> slacking. <laughs> Got to talk more about Hofstra. That's all I got to do. It. That's it. Well, look, Kate Cunningham doesn't have a lot of help there in Detroit either. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to put up the numbers he needs. I'm not sure if he has the, the help to divert attention away from him with that uh, Pistons team. So, Tate, I'm going to jump on somebody from one of your uh, one of your teams, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Miles Bridges for most improved player, plus 600 right now. Last year averaged about 12.5 points a game and about six rebounds a game. Right now, he's uh, off to averaging 23 points a game, mm. eight rebounds a game, three and a half assists a game, two steals a game. He's, uh, it seems like he's really turned a corner. Um, I think at, uh, he might be in the running for most improved. I know John Morant right now is the odds-on favorite for most improved, but Bridges is right on his heels, and uh, he doesn't. I don't think he's going to slow down at all. I don't think so. No. And he's playing for a contract too. He turned down the the mm. Hornets offered him sixty million dollars. He turned down that offer, so he's playing to show that he's a max player. So you know how it works. Whenever that's, there's a guy that's playing for a contract, that's a great point. He's going to be playing at, at the highest level. So I mean, this is the year to bet on Miles. Um, Michael Jordan told the whole team that this year that that he expects to make the playoffs. So they all know what the mission mm. is: is to get out of the play in, to get into the playoffs. So if they make the playoffs, and Miles Bridges, like you said, averages over twenty points per game and eight rebounds per game, I don't see how he's not in the conversation. Conversation because Lamelo and, and him are like a, a dynamic duo. I mean, I know Joel and I joke we call them Airbnb. Um, that that's caught on, you know, all in Charlotte, and they're just highlights. You know, those two guys, and the more that Miles has those, I call him Sky Miles. You know mm. what I mean? Man just hangs in the air and uh, throws down massive dunks. And people forget. I mean, he was the number one recruit in the country, five star kid, went to Michigan State. He has the natural ability. He got compared to LeBron a little bit early on, so. I think that's a great bet. And and obviously, I'm a little bit biased because I love the Hornets. Well, this year. T- speaking of that, we are tentatively, not Harry, not Harry, but the three of us are me and Brother Brian Parley Kid tentatively going to a Hornets game. And when was that going to be? February, uh-huh. Parley Kid? Yeah. February, March, sometime there. We have a friend nice. who's connected. And uh, I mean, you could join us. You could take Harry's ticket. Again, we, it's not really his ticket because we never offered it to him. And this is the first he's hearing about it. But if you like to join Snubbed again, Tate. Snubbed again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're traveling anyway, Harry. You're seeing like uh, the Grateful Dead or something in New Zealand or something. I'm pretty sure. 
yeah, but uh, I think I think we're gonna do that, Tate. You'll come with us. That's great. I, I mean, I'm very happy that the Hornets are back in the conversation. It was a, as you guys know, I mean, the Bobcats. I mean, that was a, yeah. a really really tough era when Jordan decided to change the name in 2014 mm. back to the Hornets. Our best player was Lance Stevenson, who we just signed away from the Pacers, and <laughs> uh, you know that that obviously did not go well for us. So we've had some really downtrodden years, and uh, it, it's finally Mitch Kupchak doesn't get enough credit. You know what I mean? Mm. He he basically tanked in L.A. to get all this talent into the Lakers that they ended up trading away to get, you know, Anthony Davis. And then he comes to Charlotte and builds another contender. There so you go. We're excited. Well, Finally. You've said it. You've really said it all, Tate. It's great having you back. It's great seeing you. Yeah. What, a, what a happy face to see. Babyface Joel Solomon, you have anything to add here? No, I mean, I'm just happy with the NIL. We, we've got bad guys now uh, that, that can get the yeah. bag and – you know, we have bumper in football, so we might have to talk to Tate about who who is our NIL for basketball. Uh, maybe. Who's a yeah, good name? Yes, guy. he could help us out there too, but he should do it himself. I mean, he's got enough podcasts going. Say, throw a guy a couple grand, and you could have him on the podcast. Yeah. And you know, it's yeah. uh it's a fun little experience. I'm down. Let's do it. I mean, I there are some amazing NIL deals that are going on because, like you said, you know, Joel, it used to be the bad guy at the car dealership says, "Here's two hundred thousand dollars," you know, funneled through the Mercedes dealership, but now right. you just get paid two hundred thousand dollars to to get represented and sponsored by Mercedes of Lexington, Kentucky. And a lot of people are saying, "Is that a specific example?" And yes, it is. Ty Ty Washington, the five star recruit from Kentucky. <laughs> Has a deal with the Mercedes Benz dealership down in Whoa, Lexington. Well, I mean, so. not not us. We we still send Harry Western Union. They we're different. We still we go, we're the old fashioned way. I like that. That's the better way. Well, you can listen to him on uh, Titus and Tate. I think it should be Tate and Titus. I think we could change that around now. Well, that that was the good news about Bill. Always yeah. Bill always called it Tate and Titus. In fact, if you go back to One Shining Podcast, <laughs> I'm listed as the first name on there. So really, I always appreciated <laughs> well, that. How did that get switched they, up? They, they, How did yeah. that get screwed up? Uh, you know. You know, just, you know, seniority, right? You got to, you got to like, like what Michael Jordan did to Scottie Pippen, you know, you just got to like, you got to give them the Ferrari and say, this is yours. You know what I mean? Because we're trying to win a championship. I just went to Spotify. I just looked at the artwork. It's Titus, Charlotte and Tate. I don't think that's how it should be. All right, whatever. That's, that's. Where's Jim Cunningham? (laughs) It's for Uh, you to work out. But anyway, you got the world of five star project you have. That's what Roy Williams, that's what you're really excited about. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So I, I've spent the past 18 months during this pandemic uh, putting together the story about a basketball camp, Howard Garfinkel's camp, the world of five star. Uh, the camp is called five star. You know, we see recruits all the time. He's a five star recruit kind of comes from that camp lineage. Uh, Chuck Daly was the first coach there. Hubie Brown, uh, Coach K, Rick Patino, John Calipari. Um, talk to them all for this project, um, you know, and, uh, you know, talk to Grant Hill, talk to all these players and, and got their stories. So it's a six episode series comes out at the end of the month. And I'm narrating and our company figures produce the thing and it's uh, for slam and for uninterrupted. So it comes out, uh, like I said, at the end of November. I love it. I'll back whatever you do yeah. there, Tate. That's going to be great. <laughs> Lots of fun. Uh, Tate, like I said, podcasts all over the place, all kinds of promotion. Really, you've grown up. Really grown up, Harry. You got to be proud of it. I know. I was 12. Harry. I was 12 when I took that job. A lot of people didn't understand that. So. <laughs> well, all right. That'll do it for another. Hey, check out our Extra Points Arcade. That's all I want to say. Extrapoints.com slash arcade. We will be back tomorrow to preview the NFL games and a little uh, college futures action we got going. Who will make the playoffs? Who will not make the playoffs? Not the Carolina football team didn't work out so great. 
What, what happened, Dave? We're rooting. We expect oh, a big thing. Oh man, it was a it was a tough year. I uh, I, I kind of bought the you know the good thing about Mac Brown is that he's a great salesman and uh, he sold me because uh, <laughs> I, I I was I was all yep. the way in this year. I thought that we had something special happening, but uh, you know we're we're a five hundred team. We play Wake Forest this weekend, so we got one oh, last shot. And then and all then right, and then yeah, Tate right. sold me, and then I think I took everything with North Carolina this year. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, brother Brian. I've had a lot of people that are very upset with. <laughs> And none more so than myself. You'll be doing a documentary with Mac Brown and I'll be fine for a year and a half. Right. All go. right. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for Tate Frazier for the Degenerate Trifecta for Spaghetti and Meatballs and Babyface Joel Solomon. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na.